Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Chase the Summit podcast. My name's Dave. I'm the host of the show, if you want to call me that. In this episode, I will be sharing the live stream I did with Mike Co, also known as Kafuzi on YouTube. Mike is a YouTuber that I've been following for a really long time. And something I admire about him is he just shares everything on YouTube. It could be a camera video. It could be uh, you know, a running shoe. It could be a watch. Basically, anything he finds passion in is something he's willing to share on video. And that's something that I find really cool, that he's not just kind of catering to the uh, algorithm or whatever. He's a self-proclaimed non-elite runner, even though he runs a lot faster than I do, and he knows a ton about running shoes. But not only shoes, he also reviews just about every piece of tech or apparel for running. He reviews GoPros and Insta360 cameras and running shoes and tights and packs and all kinds of stuff. He's also somebody that I've been subscribed to for a while. And when his notification bell pops up, I click on it every time because it's guaranteed to be entertaining. So if you haven't yet, make sure you check his YouTube channel out. That's youtube.com slash Kofuzi. With all that out of the way, let's replay the live stream with Mike Co, aka Kofuzi. Enjoy. How's it going, Mike? I'm doing great. How are you? Good, man. I feel it's weird because I watched your stream today while I was on the treadmill (laughs) and now you're here now. So it's like I'm in your stream. You're like in the same outfit. You're in the same place. It's just weird. It's a little bit weird. Yeah. Well, I did change location. Now we're in the bedroom because like during the day, my wife works in here and now she's done with work. So she's with the kids. So like, I, I don't like this background as much. I've given, I've been giving her a hard time that she's on work Zoom calls with this in the background, but I'm especially <laughs> kind of regretting it today because like this shirt is like the same color as the wall. So I just feel like I'm like camouflage in here. It feels, <laughs> I feel dressed. I'm trying to keep the energy level up because I feel like I'm a wallflower. Right oh, now. now that you say that and you're on this little tiny monitor, like it looks like you're uh, just, you're just ahead. <laughs> I, know, I know, I know. But like, there's only like so many spaces we could shoot against in this apartment. So, you know, it's either this or, yeah, I don't know. I think that was, this was it. This was the shot. Or either that or the bathroom. Which I've thought about before. Uh, b- before we get into this, uh, I've got some questions for you, some conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, I do want to mention that I, I'll have uh, uh, Mike's channel linked down in the description because no one makes it to the end of these hour-long things. Uh, so I want want to get you guys up front. Go check out his channel. If you haven't subscribed to it, you got to do it. Uh, he's down there. And you seem to be posting like crazy, man. I can't keep up anymore. You're like a daily, you're a daily guy now, almost. Well, I mean, I, I was, tr- I used to strive for daily, but that just got to be too much of a grind. And then some of the videos that I wanted to make really required a couple of days of footage. And so like that just made it like, well, I don't like to recycle footage. So then it felt like, well, how, the only way to do like a versus video where I've got two of this, the two shoes, the same route is like one day a week I have to not publish something. Yeah. So, um, I mean, there's other ways that I probably could get around it if I really wanted to go daily, but you know, on the weekend, I like to have a long run. So that's gives me more time to, to, to run. So uh, six is still a lot. Um, but five to six is usually what I shoot for. Dude, that's too many. It's too many. <laughs> How do you it, find out? Um... Like for me, it's either like I have to do five or six a week or I'm only going to do one a month. And like, I don't know how to do like something in the middle between yeah. that. Cause then I'm just like, then when do I bring the camera? I don't know. I don't want to make the decision and then regret not having it on a certain day. So just make it all the time. Just get into a workflow. Yeah. Uh, keep the skills sharp. You know, I'm kind of like the video version of that video. I'm like the YouTube version of the video of that one guy that can fold pizza boxes really fast. He just does like <laughs> this. And have you seen that? He just folds them like, the, like he's got the muscle memory down. Uh, that's the only way that I think I could do this. If I tried to do like once a week, I don't think the videos would be very good. On the topic of the pizza box guy, I was that guy when <laughs> I was 18 years old. I, I yeah. could, dude, I could make 300 boxes in one shift. Piece of cake, you know, muscle memory. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, just like there's those, all those videos are like, you know, when you're good at your job and there's just people that like have like these repetitive tasks they can do over and over again. <laughs> I just love being able to be like that, like good at something. I mean, it's kind of sad to think about why they're that good at something, but then it's just, I, I just like that level of proficiency. Hey, maybe they're proud of it, you know? Who knows? I'm sure that they are because they're like, no one can make these boxes faster than me. And I got to make these before I can go home for the day. So I'm out, you know, <laughs> like I love that kind of thing. Hey, on the topic of YouTube, um, you know, it's something I feel like I want to talk a lot about. I don't know how many people are interested in like, the YouTuber life, but I always love probing other people that are kind of doing the same thing. Um, Mm -hmm. when you, when it comes to reviewing stuff, like I get, you know, 
we all get free stuff, right? But free mm-hmm. free is never really free. There's always some expectation of what comes from the con- you know what kind of content are you going to make? Is it going to be a negative pov- negative or positive review? Um, mm-hmm. How do you navigate the waters with brands when it comes to like something you either absolutely hate, you find an issue with, or maybe mm-hmm. you're just not totally interested in? How do you like? Say for instance, uh, you know, Coro sends you a watch and it just it's trash. Do you do you make a video anyways and call it trash, or do you like hold back? Uh, yeah, I will. I mean, I won't call anything trash really unless like the company mm-hmm. has done something to really tick me off, you know. <laughs> yeah. um, and if they were going to do that, it would. Pro- I'd probably figure that out before I got the product, you know. Yeah. But um, I've reviewed Coros watches, and I think they're actually really great. Oh yeah, me too. Um, and don't get oh, me wrong, Coros, if you're watching this. <laughs> <laughs> I used you as an example only. It could have been Garmin yeah. in the same sentence. So go on. <laughs> yeah, but like the, the the way that I would approach it is to say like I see where there were where people were trying to go with this, um, where I'm trying to think of like, all right, this isn't working for me. Who did they make this for? And would that person like it? You know, so like someone. I mean, if we want to talk about watches, TickWatch sent me something a while ago, and like. It had a really great chip in it that they were very proud of. People in kind of the Wear OS world were pretty excited about that watch. But I just don't think Android is ready for um, for uh, sports. Like, I don't know how the Cinto watch that's Wear OS. I don't know how that thing, how do people live with that? I've never tried it, but I'm very not interested in it. Yeah. Because I, it's so, like, it's not their fault. So I'm trying to think of, like, where is, like, the misconnect between, like, a great product and where this one is? So like, that's what I'm trying to think of. Like, is this because they're trying to hit a price point? Is this in the tick watch perspective? They executed a watch very well, but the problem is like the OS is like really holding them back in terms of being a great fitness or like activity watch. Yeah. And so like, that's kind of how I always try to look at it. Like there's something that's not working here and where is that coming? And so like, I try to be constructive for people that are like either the brand that's looking at it or someone else that's kind of like thinking about this and saying like, well, you know, I don't care about that. I'm not a runner. I do want to be able to generally have a little bit of sleep functionality, steps tracking, but I care about like emails and other apps. So like they might, it might, I might, if I say it's trash from the beginning, it doesn't help them very much. But if I say like, here's what I needed it for and it failed me, but here's other things that I think it did well, then I think that, you know, there's still like, sorry, there's still a way to like salvage kind of the video. Yeah, th- those are two interesting products you just brought up. The uh, you're talking about the Pro Three GP, or yeah, the TickWatch Pro Three, right? That's probably mm-hmm. the yeah. recent one. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, a great watch, but I just can't run with it. I, I had mixed feelings on that. The one saving grace that I did find somebody in the comments um, uh, suggested it was an app called Sporty Go. It's a it's a horrible okay. name, but it yeah. it actually they're, allow- they're always horrible. But it allows you to actually pair your Stride Pod to the TickWatch which mm-hmm. is pretty cool. Okay. And all of that mm-hmm. data is, you know, it goes to to the motion center, or whatever they call that with stride. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was pretty cool. And it also allowed for like a chest belt to be worn or whatever. Um, but like the built-in stuff, I just, I found myself just banging my head against the wall. Like, how do I get my data out? Where does it go? You know, it's just not that right. customizable. Um, the Sunto 7 is really weird too, because I like aesthetically like it, but mm-hmm. it's so weird. It's like, it's trying to be an outdoorsy like hiker's watch, but it's not. It's like a it's like an Apple Watch, but uh, it's a really weird device. Yeah, I just feel like the there's there's more work to be done on that one. It's very pretty. Yeah, I like it. It's intriguing, and I like like everything on paper is great on that one. But the reason why I haven't bought one to test is like I like when you look at I'm like how what what am I going to use to track my running on and I'm, I'm like oh i tried that with the tick watch and it didn't work out great so i'm yeah. like i'm gonna hold off on that one until something else comes you know until there's developments either in wear os or until cinto can like figure out a way to to push forward on that yeah so so on on your channel you're really the shoe guy you're 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 all in on the on the shoe situation where I, yeah I, I like i like the shoes they've it's been working for me um you know uh, and from like from like a YouTube perspective, there's always new shoes and they're um, kind of like they're uh, like consumables almost. So like you always need new ones. So that makes it nice for someone that's trying to put out a lot of content, but also I'm, 
I really like shoes. So uh, <laughs> it kind of works out well. So if you could only run in one pair of shoes for the rest of your life, what pair would mm-hmm. it be? Uh, I, I get this question a lot, believe it or not. Oh, no, I believe it. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, but I would run in the Nike Pegasus 33 Shield. Okay. It's an oldie goody goodie. Um, I still have my pair. I just wear it around, even though, like, everything is, like, blown out on it. I just still like it a lot. And uh, it's it's the first shoe that I ran in the winter, like, year-round. Um, and I, I was like, people can run year-round? I didn't know that. <laughs> people run year-round outside in Chicago? I didn't know that. And then I, that's the shoe that I bought to try and do it too. And so like, there's a, it's a good shoe, but also like there's a lot of like sentimental value. Cause that was like the first uh, realization that I think I, I like running in cold weather better than hot. So. Yeah. There's some middle ground there, man. It, you know, there's, <laughs> I don't know. Like, like I'm good with, uh, I actually prefer 20 and dry than like four, yeah. than like 35 to 40 and rainy. That is just the worst. Oh. The rain, you know, you're yeah. getting, you're getting soaked through terrible. and, uh, so bad. If, so what's the, what's, what's Kafuzi's Kavu, ideal, uh, running conditions? Like primo day. Uh, like, like 30 degrees and snowing, like big puffy white, like giant snowflakes, the kind that like you can see it, like it lands, it looks like a spider, <laughs> a white spider leg landing on your shoulder. Like that's my favorite kind of running conditions. I mean, that's pretty, but it's only pretty for like 30 minutes and then you're like, soaked <laughs> but it's, I, yeah but it's just so much fun to run that way and so um i don't know it just uh that kind of running I, I like a lot of my videos everything's in slow motion when you run or i feel like when i run in slow in snow that's the closest like to have that a real-time version of that so like my mind's eye and like my like video like editor's eye are like in sync when i'm running in snow for some reason <laughs> I actually, I actually do a, an ultra every year, a 50 K, um, in December. And it's always like that toss up. We're in new England. So you can either get, it could be a super mild 50 degree kind of chill day, or it could be like last year or not last year. Cause that was canceled. But, uh, the year before that, um, it was, uh, 10 degrees in, in ice, a sheet of ice and just the coldest like wind chill and everything. I thought I was going to lose my toes that day. Uh, actually, the uh, the the race the race director uh, gave me some hand warmers that I could jam in my shoes, and I ultimately <laughs> made it to the end. So that was good. Nice. <laughs> uh, let's see. I got some questions for you. Um, something I don't I don't hear you talk about a lot on your channel is like uh, a diet, right? I mean, I know you're like the, you're, you're the non elite, but you're a lot more elite than I am. Uh, for sure. <laughs> so do you have like a strict diet that you follow when you're, when you're like training hard for a race? Uh, no, no. I mean, when I'm not training for a race, which has been, you know, all of last year, basically, uh, the diet isn't great. Um, <laughs> it's a lot, of, I scavenge a lot of what the kids don't eat. Um, but what helps me not to go too far overboard in that area is that I try to be plant-based for the most part. Sometimes, you know, I'll have seafood. Um, so, I mean, basically I don't eat like red meat uh, or, or uh, white meat either, but now, is pretty that, much everything. Is that for like uh, ethical reasons or just because you feel healthier not doing that? Uh, it's mostly for feeling healthier, but environmental reasons as well. Sure. Uh, there's a little bit like some ethical concerns about that uh, that go into it too. So there's no one like big reason for it. Uh, it just seems to be a more sensible way, like a strategy going forward that I think can scale up pretty well mm. for uh, like a population. I think that would help out a lot of our problems, um, but also it helps me feel good. And so like, yeah, I miss meat. Um, uh, and, you know, occasionally I will have it like if I'm a, a guest at someone's house for dinner, you know, and they have, and they have got like sausages. Um I'm having sausage for dinner then, you know? So, uh, you know, so it's kind of like, it's very flexible, but whenever I have the opportunity to to choose for myself, you know, I'll, I'll elect for something that's plant-based. So I think that's like the main thing. So I do focus on like making sure it's not just all carbs because that's really easy to do as a a runner, but, and also as someone that's trying to eat plant-based. So I try to make sure I'm getting a lot of plant-based proteins whenever I can, uh, and then when I'm training, that's something I pay even more attention to. Um, but I'm never, ever very like strict. It's not, you know, like 
I mean, I, pizza is still a staple of my diet, even during a heavy training phase. Yeah. That may explain a lot in terms of my results, but you know, it, you know, everyone has their thing. There were like, I could gain a minute, but I'm not willing to, if it means I have to do X, Y, Z. I guess that's kind of my line. You got to have your vice in life, man. You got to, you got to enjoy it a little bit sometimes too, right? So it's all about, yeah. yeah. Um, now on top of the food topic there, the other day you were streaming and you're talking about like a potential, you, you might be interested in running an ultra someday. Did you, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. do you have like a goal or a distance in mind? Uh, well, I'd like to, I mean, I ran a 50 K by myself last year. Oh, nice. Um, so like a time trial, I guess. So I'd like to do one where, you know, there's like a medal at the end and, you know, people there and cowbells and all that kind of stuff. Um, I want the whole, like I've done the distance. Now I want the party kind of thing. Yeah. So, <laughs> I want, so I, I do want to do a 50 K. I'd like it to be a trail one, hopefully not too rigorous of one in terms of like elevation and like, you know, rockiness and all that kind of stuff. Um, but I mean, if it's a hilly one, that'd be fun too. Uh, I do, I would like to do a hundred K um, to hopefully you know, coincide with hitting a hundred thousand subscribers. So that's like a oh, goal. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, so like, I think I'd like to do that together. I mean, I feel like ginger runner like set the bar up super high. Cause he did like a live stream, the entire hundred K and like <laughs> at that point, like, what do you do? Right. <laughs> like nothing I can do will top that. So like, uh, I, mean, I, I mean, I guess I'll run a hundred K longer than I've ever run before. I, I got it. What you do is you, you get know? your, you get your silver play button. You put like <laughs> backpack straps on it and then you run the hundred K yeah. with the play button in the back. There you go. So extra, it's like a weighted vest. The only problem is I think you, it takes a long time to get the play button. Oh no. And, and I also, I also suspect, and I've, I've suspected this, you know, in, in the days when like hitting a hundred thousand, like was just like laughable as far as a goal. I mean, it still seems like somewhat untenable, but um, when it was just like, yeah, hundred thousand. Sure. Um, even then I was just like, by the time I get there, I'm sure like the number will be 200,000. Like, I just don't think that button I will ever get it because it's kind of like, uh, you know, like whenever someone's like chasing that BQ, it's like, I'm so close. I'm so close. Oh, guess what? The BAA like just changed the standards again. And now I'm still, I'm still 10 minutes away, you know? So I just feel like I'm never getting that button, but hopefully for a hundred K we could do a hundred K, um, you know, so I, I think they th- used that's to, kind of like what I think. About. They they used to have like a bronze for 10k, didn't they? Like way back in the day. And there was some other button. I believe that was out there, <laughs> but it got taken away cuz so many people were hitting it, I think. Oh. And so um I think that started that that ended before I even started making videos. So it was <laughs> never something that got taken away, but I think you're right. I think that did exist. So uh now that you've uh you've Unfortunately, I had to close your business, right? That I've mm-hmm. been following you for a while. Um, so mm-hmm. how do you feel about that? Do you feel like YouTube's like your job now? Or is this still your passion and something just fun you do on the side? Because we all know we're getting paid ultimately, right? Yeah. So when does, it, right. When, when does this become like a job versus just something you do for fun? I mean, there are times when it feels like a job when like, you know, you're going to, I mean, not that I, we're going anywhere now, but you know, there were like events and stuff like that where you're like, I'm not sure that I would normally go to this as a fan. You know, you might go to like a product launch or something that's in your area. And you're like, I know they just want me to go here. So there's some social media exposure. That's when it kind of feels like a job. And you're like, I guess I'll try to make a video out of this. Cause it's kind of, I mean, it, I mean, I don't take it for granted that, you know, getting an invite is a pretty cool thing to get, you know, and a lot of people would, you know, jump at the opportunity, but there's some events uh, that are like outside of my wheelhouse. And I'm just like, I I don't know why I'm here. Um, That's when it feels like a job, but for the rest of the time, it still just kind of feels like, you know, this is something that I do that my family tolerates me spending a lot of time on. Um, (laughs) Another time it feels like a job is when I'm like, I got to track expenses and stuff and put together like some, some uh, reporting uh, that's when it feels like a job. Cause I hate that stuff. I was bad at doing that for my job job. And so it, I'm even worse at doing it for my fake job. So <laughs> that that's what I don't like, but for the rest of the time, it just still feels like, you know, I'm having a fun time with it. Mm-hmm. And um, it's interesting to see where it goes. Um, it's just very surreal in a lot of ways. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel that, uh, in my small scale, you know, this year has been like a lot of growth and I don't even know how to handle it. <laughs> I mean, I, I started this channel like genuinely just showing off my Phoenix six a year ago and, uh, mm-hmm. and then people started watching it and I don't, I still don't get why, but, um, it is really cool to see channels like yours take off. And, you know, I see Ryan Clayton and, and Matt Legrand in the chat, those guys, everyone's just killing it, you know, and it's all ships rise with the tide. So it's great, great to see. Yeah. Um, yeah. YouTube is like the one place where that works, you know? So it's like really strange, but um, that's something that I think is amazing. But on the other hand, like, you know, you're saying like everyone's taken off, but like we're all taken off, but we've all known each other for years. So it's like, I mean, it's like, you know, every overnight success takes years. But, yeah, um, yeah. So it seems like that to a lot of people, but you know, I know how hard everyone else is working because I see you guys all the time, not literally, but I see what you guys are putting out, but so, I mean, that part, you know, you get, so like, you really got to enjoy the grind of it. And there's just a lot of kind of like, and I think most normal people would probably have given up on this by now. There's a <laughs> lot of that where you just have to keep pushing through, Yeah. Um, which I feel like, I mean, like I runners, I think relate can relate to that all the time. And so I'm like, it baffles me that there are like almost an infinite number more of like, like iPhone YouTube channels than there are running YouTube channels. Cause it just doesn't seem like the mentality is there. Why aren't there more running YouTube channels? I think the problem with that is, um, it, it, you have to be like, you know, you gotta be crazy passionate about what you're YouTubing mm-hmm. about your niche. And if you're not, mm-hmm. you're not, I mean, you're going to put up five videos and quit because I mean, mm-hmm. some of the videos, you know, you post a video that you spent two hours filming, five hours editing, and then you get like a thousand views and you make a whole $2.14. Uh, you know, that you can only take that so many times before you're like, uh, mm-hmm. maybe I should do something else with all this time. Um, so yeah, I think you're right in that. It is strange though, because there are like running is a very passionate hobby, you know, it's like people's mm-hmm. uh, meditation or yoga or whatever. And it's strange that there aren't more out there that aren't, um, you know, strange thing but uh, i feel you on the on the the bookkeeping side of it i just had to do that for the first time because like 2020 i actually you know there was an income and uh Mm -hmm. it was freaking awful (laughs) like i had to go back through all my amazon like all the things i bought and i'm like oh man like that thing oh yeah that thing and i downloaded all the invoices and put them in the folder and it just it was a couple hours of my life i wish i could could get back you know yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, I, I, I'm already familiar with that, you know, like in terms of just the process of it, but, uh, I didn't really have a very good process. So I'm familiar <laughs> with how painful it is. So yeah, I, I don't like that part. We got some, uh, people in the chat. I guess we should, uh, Great. see what's going on here. Jeff Elliott. Thanks for joining. Uh, hey, what's going on, Jeff? Leona Wong. Thanks for joining. Oh, hey, we got Eric, the red two great running YouTubers. Thanks for joining, man. I uh, love this collaboration. Thank you very much. Uh, if you're watching now, we've got a we've got a good amount of watching. If you are, make sure you let us know where you're from. Uh, and if you got any questions for Mike, make sure you drop them in the chat. Uh, we'll definitely be dipping in from time to time to see what's going on here. Uh, I was annoyed now and happy I stayed up till midnight to watch uh, Fog Dogs premiere, but it turns <laughs> out it's tomorrow night, so I'm here instead. <laughs> well, thanks. We're we're a good uh, second option. Kafuzi is very uh, prolific. He is. <laughs> I was also the pizza box guy. It's definitely a learned skill. It really, you know, it took a while to get, like, get snappy at it. It's, you know, flip up, fold the sides, then pop it down on your lap and throw it in the pile. It's real, it's difficult. Yay, cold weather runners. <laughs> uh, sweet awesome. guest. I've been watching uh, both your earbud vids this week and my four-year-old uh, sound sports are dying. Any update opinions on the true, on best true wireless earbuds? I know you've uh, reviewed quite a few on your channel as well. Um, mm-hmm. uh, w- what is your, like, top pick these days for let's say like a cheap option in a, in an expensive option. Uh, for the expensive option, I'd go with the driver elite 85 T that's what I'm running in now. Um, and it works for me really well in the winter time. Um, I don't know how well they're going to hold up in the summertime when it gets super sweaty, the 75 T might actually, or the 75 T active might be better, but those are kind of at the higher end for the, Cheaper end. I recently reviewed Vanco's 
I think it was Alpha N10. I think it was 60 bucks, noise canceling. Um, everything was like, yeah, this is exactly worth 60 bucks. This is like a really good price point product. So no, no part of it blew me away. No part of it disappointed me. And so I feel like that's like the right, I mean, $60, I feel like is the new $40 for earbuds. Yeah, it seems um, like it. And so, I mean, it's unfortunate, but I feel like the $40 and under earbuds really weren't lasting anyone longer than a month anyway. So you know, I feel like that's where you got to be. I tell I tell you what, there's one, uh, the Empow M30. I made a video like a year mm-hmm. ago and they, they still work and I keep them uh, I on my nightstand and listen to podcasts. I use them daily and those things have not failed me yet. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I think for the expensive one, I'd go for the Jaybird Vistas. I really like those. But mm-hmm. uh, the bummer is transparency mode is like a must for runners. And I, I don't like recommending um, like earbuds that really seal and block out everything for to like roadrunners because it feels mm-hmm. irresponsible. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the Jaybird Vistas are really good for like trail running. So that's yeah, me. you know, a lot of people love those, but I just didn't like the sound profile on those. Too bassy for, for me. You? Like, I just didn't, it didn't agree with me. I just felt like it left me wanting something more from it. I just didn't feel like there was enough sound to it. I don't know. <laughs> but like that one, though, they really emphasize that like you can wear them individually. And so if you needed to take it for like an ultra distance, you could wear one at a time. So I guess that would be your, that was the old school, like, you know, pa- like pass through audio. Oh yeah. Yeah. I still do that with my, with my business. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got Matt Legrand in the house. We got great to see two on, of my favorite running YouTubers. Thanks for joining Matt. I thought actually he told me he couldn't join. He was going to be working, but he's, but he's here. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> uh, hi everybody. We got Ryan Clayton in the house. Yo, what's going on? Hey, what's going on, Ryan? Uh, Matt Legrand suspects in the chat section. Uh, <laughs> LSing the entire 100K is crazy. That would be uh, totally nuts. I still don't understand. Did he do? He did he use like the GoPro the GoPro app to do that? To, to uh, Ginger Runner. Um, I thought he did it on phones, and so my recollection was like their big concerns were data, like turning oh, through yeah. all their data, and then battery <laughs> life. So I think they put a phone in a gimbal. And then attached, like, taped a battery pack to the gimbal wow. so that the phone would stay charged up. So I think they did it from a phone. That's unbelievable. <laughs> if I recall correctly. Oh, man. <laughs> I mean, it was insane because, like, you would wake up in the morning and they would be like, starting to run for the 100K. And then you got home from work and you're like, still running this 100K. And I was like, this is incredible. <laughs> Yeah, and you could rewind like the entire day, and I was just like, "This is this is crazy." I don't, I don't know if it. you, I don't know if you watch. Uh, do you watch like camera YouTubers, like um, you know, mm-hmm. uh, like like Peter McKinnon's and all those guys? Mm-hmm. Um, there's a guy named Potato Jet. Do you know him? Oh yeah, love he, Potato Jet. He did a 12 hour, or no, no, he did a 24 hour live stream on his channel. I didn't see that. 24 hours, <laughs> or was it? No, maybe it wasn't a live stream. He vlogged for 24 hours, mm-hmm. did not cut, did not hit stop and uploaded the entire 24 hour video. <laughs> it was incredible. Like including him just sleeping with the camera aimed at him is really, that's funny. And somebody, you know, I mean, how, um, you know how people go in the comments and like uh, put timestamps in for people. Like, yeah. yeah. For, for oh, yeah. Someone went in and timestamped every detail of this 24 hour <laughs> video. Amazing. That's really funny. <laughs> Uh, I mean, uh, Jamil did something like that for the, um, what was it? Like the 24 hour race, um, that was on the track. That was a little while ago. Did you watch that? No, I didn't see that. He was on there and I remember watching that and they started, I think in the middle of the night. Oh man. And then, um, like I remember tuning in like 12 hours later and it looks basically like you would imagine from someone who's been like live streaming by themselves and like announcing <laughs> a race around a track for 12 hours. It was amazing. It, like an amazing feat of endurance, not only to fil- get this thing filmed, but also for him to, to live stream it That's uh, incredible. and like announce it. It was ama- amazing. I did. I did watch his, um, I think it was a marathon live stream around a, a helicopter pad or something on the roof of a building. Mm. And that wow. inspired me to run a half marathon in my ba- in my backyard live streamed, which wasn't mm. it wasn't quite on the same level, but it was still right. interesting. Uh, Jody says, "Hundred K shouldn't be, it should be a hundred miles, not a hundred K when you uh, hit hundred K." I, well, I kind I mean, of agree. So I think it's a hundred K. So um, that's why I say it's a hundred K. I don't think I could do a hundred miles. That's 
I think that's beyond me. I, I tell you what, it's a different, it's not running anymore at a hundred miles. It's like, um, it's totally mental. And, uh, you know, there's so many other factors, your digestion, your, uh, fatigue, your, your, uh, ability to cope with, uh, lack of sleep, like all those weird variables that play. I, I lost my mind. I didn't sleep. Like even when I finished, I couldn't fall asleep when I got home for some reason. So it was, I stayed up for like forty eight hours straight. It was the weirdest. Um, yeah, it's a very strange experience. It feels yeah, like I feel like the, the the sleeping part is what really throws me for the hundred mile races, and also just like oh, that's so much pack. That's so much packing. I'm just not very good at planning that far ahead, and so I just feel like ah, uh, I, I I'd, I'd like to wing it a little bit more. But I feel like that's an event that doesn't really tolerate that. And so I, there's just a lot of things, a lot of reasons why that doesn't appeal to me that much. But like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I assume at some point I'll get talked into it. <laughs> I, I don't know when that'll be. I ran my first 50K and I remember when I finished, I was like, you know what? That's good. That's enough. That's exactly mm-hmm. what I needed to accomplish. And then yeah. it just like six months later, I was running a hundred mile. <laughs> just progressed. Really? Yeah. That's, like, that's quite a ramp up. Like, yeah. It yeah. went, it went fast. Um, okay. Let's see who else we got here. Uh, I think Mike said he expi- aspires to do hundred K, but I could be wrong. Oh, we're, we're way behind in the chat. <laughs> Hello from Boston. Hello, Scott. We're, we're neighbors, man. I'm right up the street from you. Uh, hello from cold upstate New York. It's pretty darn cold here too. In fact, in my office, I have like a wall space heater that I unplug for live streams because it's very loud and I can feel the cold. The, at the start of the stream, I was hot and now it's actually, it's creeping in because the, the heat's not on anymore. Uh, Matt B, what's, uh, what's up, man? Thanks for joining. Mike, would you trade your Vantage V2 for a 945.? Garmin 945. Do you have a Vantage V2? I do. Oh, nice. I do. Uh, I I love it. But would I trade it for a 945? I don't know. But the 945 is probably the next Garmin that I'll be testing. I keep waiting to see if there's going to be an update. I don't know what the Garmin release schedules are like. And so, like, I know, like, the 700 series just got an update. So, I'm like, does that mean the 900 is going to get an update soon? So, I'm like, I don't know. But I'm like, "Ah, if it goes cheap on Amazon again, I'll probably pick one up. Because yeah. I need, I, I want to try one with the maps on it because I just get lost so easily that like, I feel like, you know, no turn by turn navigation on any watch has been able to keep me from getting lost, even on a route that I've planned myself. And I know like where I'm going, <laughs> like I'll just, yeah. I'll miss it somehow. And so like, I'd like to see like, you know, I, I, have a, I ran with the Apple watch in terms of the maps there, but I'd like to see how Garmin does it. It's I don't nice. think I've ever had it's, Garmin with maps. Yeah, it's certainly not like uh, your car navigation, but it's still, mm-hmm. it's super nice. I think my my favorite feature of the maps is like, uh, as a trail runner, I, there, we have these like local spider web trails where you can just get lost. And I like to just get lost and then I can hit back to start and it will, it automatically knows <laughs> how to get me back there the quickest way possible without using mm-hmm. the route that I ran in, you know? Uh, that's a killer feature. But I feel like, a lot of people don't care about maps. I I feel like I have to have them now. It's a weird switch once you have it. But it, actually, on the 945, I think I'd expect, if I had to speculate, a 955, there's a lot of rumors about that right now. And I think like mm-hmm. May, June, probably, if I had to guess. Okay. But that's mm. that's a total that's a total speculation. I have no inside information there. Okay. Um, hey, Soul Brother, good to see you. Hey, thanks for joining. Uh, aftershocks are the best. Have you tried those, those earbuds, those earphones? Yeah. You know, I have a pair of them and, um, I'm testing a different set of earbuds. I guess they're not really earbuds that are a similar style to that. Um, that will work better with winter hats. My premise with aftershocks has been because of that band in the back. If you've got like a winter hat and then a buff over everything, it's going to get all weird in there. Yeah. And so like, um, I'll have to try them again. Um, that's the thing I don't like about it. Plus I just always feel like, um, I don't love the sound that comes out of it. I feel like there's a lot of noise leak. And so like, I don't know if those are, if I'm overemphasizing those things, but they're never my favorite when people, people rave about them. And I'm like, ah, I wish I could be that enthusiastic about them. Yeah. My wife loves them. She only Mm -hmm. runs in those. 
she likes that being aware of her surroundings. But mm-hmm. I I don't like the tickly yet like a tickle. <laughs> like maybe it's because mm-hmm. I'm a bald dude. That might be it. But mm-hmm. there's like a like that buzz kind of vibration that's just really irritating to me. I can't get over that. Yeah, uh, for me, I always want to just push them in because like when you push them in, then the bone conduction like really works. And I'm like, oh, now there's bass. Oh now yeah. Now I can hear music. You know. But then I'm like, then when I want to run, I'm like, oh. Now it's sad sounds again. So like, <laughs> I, I, that's, I mean, that's just my, like, I don't know. I just like, I like bass heavy sound. So I think that's what it is. I think um, I had this conversation with Ray Maker a while ago. Um, mm-hmm. And I wanted to ask you, so you're YouTubing, you know, releasing five videos a week. Maybe mm-hmm. you're live streaming every day. Um, do you think YouTube has had a negative or positive impact on your running performance, training, uh, you know, uh, discipline regimen, all that stuff. Um, I think that it's, it's both, um, both good and bad. And so like, I think that there are certain times where I feel like I'm running because I want to make content where I'm like, I probably would have taken it really easy this week. And maybe that actually would have been really good. Or maybe that would have been really bad for me. I'm not really sure which one, but I feel like, kind of like it's like the next level up from having Strava and like wanting to go for a run so you can have that Strava post, you know? So like quantifying or gamification. Um, It's like just that, but like to like the the next level up on top of it. And so it's good and it's bad for my training in the sense that having Strava is good or bad for my training. That's kind of how I think of it. Um, but then there's other times where I'm like, well, if I really want to test this shoe, I got to go fast in it. And maybe it's not a great day for me to have a hard workout because maybe, um, you know, sleep wasn't great. And maybe I've been feeling under the weather for a couple of days. But like, if I don't do it now, that's really going to jam up the schedule because I need to do these other things. So there's been times where I've like done a workout or something like that when it probably wasn't the best idea. But I think for the over under, it's... um good in the same sense that technology is good for running and bad in the same way. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I struggle with it sometimes. Like I do a lot of like studio stuff and I feel like that, mm-hmm. that negatively affects me. Cause I could be spending that time doing, you know, stuff for myself, but I also mm-hmm. enjoy it. So it's kind of like the creative outlet, you know, you need to have balance. Right. Um, right. But I feel you there. Okay. What else we got here? Uh, oh, here we go. Soul brother. What about that headband with the inbuilt headphones I reviewed? Sent it straight back. <laughs> Actually, it's a funny, it's an interesting, uh, story. <laughs> um, I didn't, I didn't love those things. I don't, I don't know if you saw those, Mike. Uh, I got like some headbands mm-hmm. that had a, uh, it was weird. It was like a vibrating puck <laughs> that like vibrated against your skull to create music. Actually, it didn't sound bad. It sounded better than the aftershocks. But it was so hmm. – I it just wasn't my look, man. It just wasn't for me. So actually, uh, my wife found them pretty interesting. And uh, so she's been <laughs> using them lately. And they're not bad. Um, that's you – know. Is it just one? Like yeah. on the side of your head? Like yeah. This? That was the issue for me. It uh, It's just one. Two? No, just one. So it like – it kind of resonated through your skull but in a really weird oh. – it didn't sound like it was coming from both sides at all. I didn't, I didn't like realize that. that was. I saw the thumbnail for that one, but I don't think I ever watched that video. I remember the thumbnail, <laughs> but that's the way. Because my, my sister had bought me earmuffs that had little speakers in them, so like you would keep your ears warm in the winter, and then it would also be Bluetooth, um, like little earbuds in it, and those were not great. So I was like, if those are, I'm like, those are probably like those things my sister got me. So I'm probably not going to watch the, that one. This, feel, this felt like uh, it was designed for like phone calls or something. Not so much mm. music. And maybe it would be good for yeah. that. Uh, Mike, when's the last time you ran with your GoPro? I was going to ask you, this is on my list because all you're doing now mm. is your Insta360 um, videos. When's the last time you had your GoPro out there? Um, I mean, with, I mean, I ran with the GoPro this morning, but like, I've not not had a camera with me uh, in a long time. I mean, it's probably been less than a year. There's got to have been one point where I was like, um, uh, I'm not going to be filming today because no, even then I usually just bring something because then I'll post something on Instagram from it. (laughs) But there are times when I'll like leave the house and like the battery's dead for some reason. I've had that happen before. 
so I might not have footage, but I still had the camera. So I guess that's like e- even worse, but <laughs> I don't know. I mean, there, there hasn't been a lot of runs. It's, it's been, I mean, um, yeah, I think I run with something, some sort of camera every day. And even if I have nothing, I probably will have my iPhone. So I'll take some sort of footage or yeah. at least like one like quick clip. On that topic, do you ever run without a watch? Um, no, no. I mean, I, yesterday I ran without an app, like music. So I'd had no phone and my Apple watch was dead, but I still had my vantage on. So I had my, my polar on. So like, I think that since I got my first running watch, which was the Garmin Vivo Active three, I don't think that I've not had one. It's a weird feeling. I think I, I, I've done it recently with like a dead battery and I was like, Oh, this is weird. Like, does it even matter if I run right now? <laughs> yeah, I've I've had that happen before. Um, and then I was like, what am I even going to write when I'm in Strava when I get home? You know, I was just like <laughs> annoyed about it. I was like, wow, I feel like I'm running easy. So I'll just do a really slow because I don't want anyone to think that I'm making stuff up. <laughs> so we'll do that. I know the distance, you know, because I, you know, have my set set of routes. So like, ah, but you know what? It's not going to sh- it's going to show as a day I took a rest in my polar vantage. So it's like it's going to say I'm detraining by the end of the week. So I was grumpy about it. I spent like <laughs> the, like most of the run being like ah, it's going to affect everything. <laughs> That's funny. <sighs> yeah, no, I I hate the uh as, as a guy who I'm always cycling through watches and I hate the uh VO2 max and like the training load and stuff now because mm-hmm. I'm not always wearing the same watch and it's always like mm-hmm. you're going downhill man your body's just on a crash course and <laughs> like it's because I'm not wearing them all at the same time it can it that's why you got to wear the one all the time and then your other wrist is your testing wrist yeah so I that's just, what I do so it, that way I always have the one that I like that stays constant so I stay in that ecosystem and everything is in there and then the other wrist because then I can always like, like, well, you know, I need to do it for control purposes to, to, to have two watch at the same time. So that's kind of how I do it. It's, I do that for running, but, but like everyday life, I can't, I don't, hmm. I'm just not comfortable oh, with two watch, like sleeping with two, with a Vantage V2 and a Phoenix 6. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if that's my bag. I guess I should be to, to get accurate data, you know, two times. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh dave do you think the phoenix 7 will be with us anytime soon not sure uh if i want to wait or go for the phoenix 6 did i say phoenix 7 or phoenix 6 um again i have no inside knowledge uh with what garmin's doing there but i think the pandemic has had some effect on their release schedule because usually by now we would see something um, I, like we were talking about like the 400 955, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I really don't know if I had to guess, I would guess late 2021 because the 955 has to come out first. That's the order of progression. It's always the forerunner flagship first. And then the next Phoenix line comes mm-hmm. after that. So once you see that 955 that, or whatever they call it, then you've got some hope for Phoenix seven, but I wouldn't hold your breath in the Phoenix six is super cheap right now. So it's definitely worth buying if you're interested in it. Hope that helps. Um, Mike, I've got some totally random questions for you that I, I thought would be okay. fun. Uh, uh, all right. <laughs> these may or may not be related to running at all, but I thought it would make for interesting conversation. So let me see. Actually, before that, uh, I didn't even mention that. You just had a major move, right? You just uh, mm-hmm. moved from Iowa to Chicago. Um, how, how'd that go? Are you... Are you settled in? Are you guys, has the dust settled from all that? Uh, I mean, not really, but kind of. I mean, we were at, with, staying with my in-laws for an extended period, and now we're back home in our apartment here. So um, we're back home um, and kind of like still figuring stuff out. Like we've come back and now the kids are like just completely different sizes than when they left. <laughs> so like everything we came back to has to be like sorted through and gotten rid of. And like all the toys that they played with before now, like most of them, they don't want. So we got, you know, so it's like, it's like moving back home to like a bizarro version. It's kind of, it's like (laughs) the adult version of like, you know, there's always that sitcom motif where like, uh oh, the goldfish died, better get another goldfish, you know, and maybe the kid won't notice. I feel like it's that, but with our entire life here, (laughs) because it's like, it's all looks the same, but none of it quite is right. 
that's, uh, that's so we're all just kind of like i don't know the kids seem fine but i'm just kind of like everything just seems weird everything's off yeah that's bizarre um, so I'm, I'm having some adjustment issues i guess yeah how are the kids doing are they are they settling in okay or did was they're, it just yeah, another day fine they're excited to see like all their old toys that like, Oh, I haven't seen this in forever. And then other ones are just like, I don't know what that is. That's that's but, a good, um, um, that's a good trick is you take one of their toys away and you hide it and then yeah. they forget it. And then two weeks later you reintroduce it and you've got, you just bought yourself two hours of your life. They can go yeah. do something because they're entertained for two hours with a toy that they've owned for five years. <laughs> so you must be having yeah, I mean, some of that going on. There's definitely that happening. Um, and it's kind of like cute to see them playing with toys that they haven't played with in a while. But also there's, there's not as much opportunity for them to get outside and, and, you know, just burn off some energy. So I think they're, they've been picking at each other a little bit. Um, and usually the younger one picks on the older one a little bit more. Cause I think that, you know, that's how siblings are, you know, the older one knows like, knows better. Like she can't like hit back or like retaliate in any way. So it's, <laughs> They're just, I think they're getting a little antsy and it's only been like two days. So you, like, we'll, we'll see what do you have for, they what do you have for ages, uh, for the kids? Four and nine. Four and nine. And are they boys, girls? Both girls. Both girls. So I've got three boys, two, four mm-hmm. and eight. And if you want mm-hmm. to talk about picking on each other, man, it's like, uh, yeah, it's like That's, the WWE in my family room. They're killing each other. It's borderline like concerning. They're like dropping elbows off the couch on each other, and mm-hmm. oh, it's a it's a lot. How has the uh, how's it been getting through the whole, you know, the state of the world, um, and the pandemic, being trapped at home? How is that? Is that like bonding time for you? Do you feel closer to your kids, or do you feel like you need to get the heck out of there sometimes? <laughs> oh no, I mean it's definitely been great because I'm just spending so much time with them. Because otherwise, it'd be like you know we have like a couple of minutes in the morning when I'm when I'm like you know hurrying them up to get to school. We have like two minutes of time on the bus where we can like sit, you know, and actually like communicate. Yeah, and then like hurry up and walk as fast as you can to get to drop off because I got to get to work, and then you know then you don't see them until the end of the day. And then you're like, hurry up, eat dinner. How's your day? <laughs> by the way, also hurry up. So that we got to get your homework done and like brush teeth and get ready for bed. You know? So it was like, you know, there's a lot of rushing before where now it's like, I don't care. You know, like, where are we going to go? What do we need to be? What are we going to be late for? You know? So it's like, um, you know, I, I'm kind of letting things just flow at whatever kind of pace that they want to flow. Um, so it's been nice. I feel like there's, it's, it's been a lot less stressful in the house because it's, we're not constantly like hurrying up to get somewhere. Yeah. There's some silver lining to it. Mm-hmm. Um, Ivan Acosta, do you know when you guys are, do you know when Solomon will be releasing their 2021 hydration packs? I do not. Do you? <laughs> no, no. I, you know, I don't think I've ever run in a Solomon pack before. Um, I don't normally need hydration packs for like the kind of running that I do. And when I do have them, I always feel like I'm kind of using them wrong anyway. So, uh, I'm not probably the best person to ask for Solomon packs. When you, uh, when you run, you've got a camera, what do you, where do you, do you just hold it the whole time while you're running? Yeah, it it collapses down. So like, think of it like, um, you know, if you look, think of it like a hammer, you know, I'm holding it on the handle, but close to like where the hammer part is. Yeah. Cause yeah. that's like the center of its gravity. So for like 99% of the time, I'm just holding it either my right hand or my left hand and I'm just running with it. Um, okay. yeah. So it's, um, it took a while, you know, I, I mean, I think for someone who hasn't done it before, it'll be like, this is weird. <laughs> and it is kind of weird. I still but can't like get over it. Sure. I still can't get over like talking to a camera in public when there's other people around, like being, what's up everybody? Here I am at the whatever, you know, it's, it's still, it's still awkward. But you, you know, it was that exact like feeling that made me think, oh, doing it while running is the best way to like get over that. Because like by the time someone can recognize like, oh, that dude's doing something weird, <laughs> you're already gone, you're, you know, and yeah. like you might never see them again anyway. And You'd- so it's like. Uh, it was really time efficient for me. Cause then I was like, you know, now I'm not like trying to like daily vlog and like film everything that's happening during the day. I'm doing all the filming, like during the run and it's while I'm running, I'm exercising and I'm like, you know, don't have to worry about people staring at me because I'm already gone before they realize something weird is happening. 
So I felt like this is a really nice way to condense a lot of things in one. That's how I like really was like, I love this run vlogging stuff. Uh, Brian Nee, uh, what are some new features that you would like to see in running watches? Do you have anything in mind there, Mike? Um, I would like for it to be easier to see the data, like in a way, like, uh, I mean, I guess having the phone is, is, you know, if, if I'm not running, you know, I could look at it on my phone, but I feel like, like looking at the data on the watch is always kind of like, not that great. I feel like it's a lot of like, push the button, push the button. Not that one, not that one, not that one, not that one. Okay. That's it. Oh, but I just need more detail. So I've done all this pushing and I still need to get to the phone anyway. And so like, I don't know how you solve that problem or if that's a problem that even really needs to be solved. But I do like every day, like once my run is done, like I've got a little bit before I get inside the house. And cause I don't, I don't run to like my front door, you know? And so like in that time, that's a good time for me to like, you know, catch my breath or look at the data. I mean, I guess I could just sync it fast, but no, it's a good feature um, request. I think um, like Polar does a pretty good job at that. There, but there's some out there that don't even give you a summary after that are just like, well, you're done. Hopefully you find it on your phone later on. <laughs> yeah. Like, please consult your watch for further detail. Yeah. You know, there's, there's some that are like that. Um, but, you know, I that's one thing. I think I'm trying to think of what else uh, I'm really missing from watches. I mean, watches are pretty great right now it's, for me. It's crazy like, to think know, like Garmin needs to like, how are they going to, I mean, they're every, everybody will find a way to level up or new specs or features, but like there's so many, mm-hmm. pack, so many things packed in to these watches now that's hard to think about where they can go next, you know? Right. I mean, like the main ways for me would be battery life is another, just like a big one. I just don't want to have to think about it. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, I mean, if they can make the screen better. You know, so like every one of the running watch brands has a beautiful screen model, but it's usually not also their best watch. Yep. And like combining those two, I'm assuming right now is cost prohibitive, you know, or just gets too bulky. I think it's, I think it might be battery, the battery issue because those pretty screens, they take a lot of juice and they sure do. And if you buy a Phoenix seven OLED or whatever, and it's only got two days of battery life, and it's $900. I don't know how many people would jump on that. <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. I think if that's the spec sheet, I feel like, I don't know that the product's dead in the water, but people are going to be like, why would I get that? I, mean, <laughs> I don't know. No. Yeah. But like, you know, I mean, it's like the other way to look at it is, um, you know, the running like metrics, I think are pretty well. I mean, even now, most of the watch, a lot of watches are having power from the wrist. Right. So like, I think that like in terms of like the running data, the running data is pretty comprehensive and I'm not seeing huge differences in like any one or the other watch's ability to, to like collect the raw data. So I think like, you know, at, after that, you're looking at like, how is it to live with it? How hard is it to like create a structured workout on it? You know? Yeah. Um, and how well does the workout that I make on my watch export out to look at it on Strava, you know? So yeah. like, those are, I think the the things that turn like a watch that, technically can do all the functions into a watch that's really great to live with. I think that's where like the, that's, that's what separates the different brands is how well they get to that other part. Yeah. That's a good answer. Um, we got Oscar Perez. We'll just take a couple more and then uh, we'll wrap it up. I know you've already been streaming for an hour today. So, <laughs> so Oscar Perez says, uh, what is a good new runner watch? Do you have anything to share on that? Yeah, um, I reviewed the Garmin 45, um, nice. and I really enjoyed that one. But I feel like the 245 is a little bit more expensive, but gets you a giant bump in features. So I feel like that's a really good one. I also um, I reviewed the Coros Apex last year, right around the same time that the Coros Pace 2 came out. And I was like, I was looking at the spec sheet for the Coros Pace 2, and I was like, if it, I mean, I'm assuming like the, the functionality is the same in terms of the usability as the Coros Apex, but if it has all those features in the Pace 2, I'm like, I don't understand why this Apex would exist. <laughs> that Pace 2, like it's just like the, the bang for your buck is incredible. Yeah, I so, tend to like, agree. That's probably another one that I would look at. I think my, my go-to recommendation now has pivoted from, it used to be the 245, but mm-hmm. the pace two is so killer for 200. It's 200 bucks. And like it, 
it competes with things that are way more expensive than it. Um, the the mm-hmm. pace the apex gets the navigation, which is kind of a bummer that you don't get that on the pace two. But for everything else, they're nearly identical. Crazy good battery life, super light, cheap. So if you break it, like not the end of the world. I really uh, I really think that's kind of my go to. Uh, recommendation. I'm glad they saw because they had that $600 Vertex come out, and I got to review that. It's a really cool watch, but like it came in a flight case, you know, with foam inside, and like it was just like you could have made this a little bit cheaper. I feel like their niche is making like really affordable, high spec devices and not mm-hmm. like super luxury stuff. So I'm glad they they realized that. Um, yeah, but I also feel like maybe it's like. I don't, I don't know who's behind Koros, you know, but maybe there's some like old school watch industry insiders in that. Cause I feel like that's like a very much like a watch industry move yeah. is to do that. Like this watch is fantastic and we're going to have like a fantastic experience from like <laughs> looking at it on the website to being, getting it sold to you at a store to bring it like, that's like a, a very watch thing yeah like a rolex or something right like you you put in a pouch or like in a display case when you're not using it kind of thing yeah Yeah. i mean i don't know personally but like that's what i understand those watches are like (laughs) uh a hall this is a good question for you uh mike do you do you think you'll always stick to running youtube videos or do you think you'd ever switch back to family vlog content or other content yeah i mean um for now it's definitely going to be running youtube content but you know, I could see it switching under like a couple of circumstances, you know, um, I mean, I might get just bored of the genre. That could be one thing. Um, but you know, like last year I had some issues with my knee and I was like, all right, well, if I can't really run like I used to, like what then, you know? Yeah. Um, but like, I don't think it would just be like, well, now I have to swim because I got bad knees or, you know, I mean, I could, that could be one potential for the channel, but um, there's a couple other YouTubers that I watch um, that have done kind of similar that have just switched genres a little bit. Uh, Cause like, this is just what they were interested in and yeah. they just kind of followed their interest. And so that's really the only kind of like, you know, guiding principle that I'm going to have is like, you know, whatever is like speaking to me and kind of makes sense and is fun to keep making, you know, that's what I'll shift to. Like, I mean, let's say like hypothetically we're talking about like the Pegasus 48 instead of the 38 for this year, you know, like, am I still going to be really excited about a Pegasus 48 like 10 years from now? I'll be 51. You know, I mean, there's a lot of 51 year old runners out there. A lot of them watch me. I think so probably, but like how excited am I going to be to make that video? I'm not sure. I hope I am, but you know, I'm not like, you know, you know, it's not a situation where I have to like assign a contract and to keep making content or anything. So the nice thing is I can kind of go where the interests are. And I think ultimately that's where the, to the extent of I'm thinking it from like a YouTube channel, like productivity perspective, whatever I'm interested in making, that's where the views are going to be. I think. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, uh, one thing I do respect about your channel is like you did a Sony a 6100 video and I was like, mm-hmm. that has nothing to do with your niche, but you did it anyways. Mm-hmm. And it's because you're passionate, you're excited about your purchase. So it was worth sharing. And I watched it, you know, I'm sure a lot of people, other people did too, but there's this uh, stigma out there about being on YouTube and niche down, you get a niche down or people, you know, you're going to just mm-hmm. kind of fade into the, into the, uh, the, the black. Um, and I kind of, I get, it annoys me too. Cause I have a lot of, you know, I like the audio video thing. I like mm-hmm. the technical side. So I, I often want to talk about that stuff, but I feel like I can't do that on my channel. Um, so I appreciate when you post something, it gives me validation that maybe I should be posting camera videos too someday. <laughs> well, I mean, here, here's how I think about that is I think I am n- n- niching down when I do that. Um, niching down, niching down. Uh, I don't know which one it is because I've, I mean, I think of it as like the broader, like running YouTube, but I think like within that, um, this channel is more of like, uh, kind of like the running YouTubers running YouTube channel. (laughs) So I think of it like, I'm not making my Sony a 6,100 video for someone that's going to shoot weddings. Yeah. Right. So that's not who I'm talking to when I make this, I'm talking to someone else that's either going to make, who's a small YouTuber or is someone that wants to make running YouTube content and wants a good talking head camera as well. So like, that's kind of like how I approach it. So like, you know, I know like 
the reason why people say like you got to niche down is because like if I make and sometimes I make iPhone 11 or iPhone whatever videos and like they're not going to get the views that like MKBHD does. It's yeah. never going to even show up if I do a YouTube search for iPhone, whatever. Yeah. Like Kofuki's videos don't show up. <laughs> but like the people that are subscribed to me that are runners and that are like, I want to be able to fit this. Will this fit in my tights? Will this fit in my running pack? Like those are the kinds of things like that I would talk about when I talk about those other things. So I feel like when I'm doing that, I am niching down. And hopefully that's, you know, what people are, are, are getting from it. And, you know, sometimes I'm like, I get comments that are like, why are you running so much at the beginning of this video? I don't understand it. <laughs> like when I made a, make an air fryer video, yeah. you know, um, yeah. they're like, I don't understand what the running footage is. I don't think I put running footage in that one, but, um, but you know, like it'll go all over the place. Um, but like runners got to eat. Yeah. And a lot of us probably have, or are thinking about an air fryer. So what does a runner think about an air fryer? So that's how to have my approach to it and how to make it different from like, if I Justine makes, I don't know if I Justine ever made a, a air fryer radio, but if she ever made one, like how it would be very different than hers. You yeah. Know? Yeah. So. I like that though. Okay. So, um, I've got a couple, I've got one more question and then we're going to do some totally rando questions. But so, uh, Kafuzi, the name, I never caught the backstory to the name. Can you share? I'm just curious. Where, where did Kaf- yeah. Kafuzi come from? Yeah, it's it's a college nickname I gave myself, so um, there wasn't a ton of thought into it. <laughs> but uh, last name is Ko, and uh, I was taking a East Asian like intro to East Asian studies course in college, and we were learning about Confucius. And so Confucius is you know um, not really sounds that exist in like Asian languages, but the way it came to be Confucius is from Kong Futsa, right? Kong was the guy's last name. Futsa is master teacher. So I was like, oh, so Kung Fu, like Kung Fu, like, you know, Kung Futsa. All right. So then Kofu, Kofutsa, Kofuzi. So like, you know, that's kind of how it <laughs> came to be. At least there's a story. I like it. Um, okay. Uh, so name one YouTube channel that you're subscribed to that no one would uh, would ever assume. What's like a, a dark secret passion that you have <laughs> that you watch on YouTube. Dark secret passion. Like, like, I don't know. I mean, I feel, feel like pretty much tell everybody what I watch. You're like a vegan. Um, and so maybe you watch like uh, meat smoking as like eat for some reason, you know? Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, no, nothing, nothing like that. I mean, I watch a ton of like camera. Like I watch a lot of tech, tech YouTube. Okay. So like, um, so one of my favorite videos are like when, um, uh, like I, I wasted $200 on wish, like those kinds oh, of videos. Love those, I, love those. I could go down a rabbit hole and watch those all the time or like, uh, like massive tech unboxing, just like 30 different Brown Amazon boxes. Like, what's inside <laughs> this different cases for a Nintendo switch. Awesome. We already have four different cases for our switch. We use none of them, but I want to see him open that other box. So like th- that's something that I'll get stuck down a rabbit hole. Watching. Nice. <laughs> Okay, here, here's some random ones I wrote down. These are like totally off the cuff. Let's see. Okay. Um, if you could listen to one song on repeat for every run for the rest of your life, what would it be? You have to choose one. Um, <laughs> probably that um, Kanye and Daft Punk uh, like collab song. Like the, you know. Uh, I know what you're talking but about. Don't, don't, I don't know can only name. make me stronger. Like that one, that one I could listen to like for running all the time. Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, what did your 15 year old self imagine you'd be doing right now? My 15 year old self, <laughs> um, my 15 year old self thought that I would be a doctor. Oh, wow. Um, that's, so, that's a ambitious 15 yeah. year old. Well, I mean, it's pretty standard Asian fare. okay fair enough uh and and the final question this is the one to wrap it up what is one subscription service in your current life that you could not live without that could be anything on tv anything fitness related any anything you pay Mm -hmm. monthly for Streamyard, for instance what couldn't you live without um right now it'd probably be um disney plus because of the kids because yeah. like uh, i mean i watch a lot of stuff on it but like the kids are watching a ton of stuff on it so like 
that would be really hard um, for me to be able to get through like a week if the kids were like, I mean, I guess we'd still have Netflix in that. If I to, like, if I'm like knocking out one, but like Disney plus is pretty important in our house these days. Okay. Follow up to that. Have you watched the Mandalorian yet? Yeah. I oh, just yeah. finished watching it like a couple weeks ago. Um, my productivity like plummeted <laughs> because like normally like I'll have something on as I'm working and like making videos, but then I would turn that on and then I would just find myself like hands on keyboard, but not typing and just like doing this, you know, so because <laughs> I'm watching it, it feels like I'm working, but I'm just watching the Mandalorian. So like there was, there was that for like a good like week or two. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm going to let you go now, Mike. Uh, thank you so much for joining me tonight. Uh, it was a lot of fun. You know, finally got to chat and uh, good to, you know, meet you virtually maybe someday we could actually go for a run together when this whole mess clears up and uh and you're in the boston area or i'm down in your neck of the woods that'd be really awesome that'd be great all right uh thanks again mike uh if you haven't already make sure you go check his channel out i got it linked down in the description hit that subscribe button over there uh to this guy uh and he'll post some really awesome air fryer videos in the future all right uh i think that's all i got for you uh i think we're done here Thanks, Mike. Cool. Have a good one. All right. Take care.